What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. My name is Brian Vosper. This is going to be episode 43. In this episode, we are going to go back in time a little bit. I missed the past two weeks messing, um, doing episodes, so we got. I'm going to recap the Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font card, the Vicente Luque versus RDA, and then I'm going to give my predictions for tomorrow, UFC 292. Um, O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. So we're going to go back in time here. We're going to start this off. We're going to go back to that Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font card. I'm going to start kind of from, you know, the bottom and kind of moving up some of the fights that, you know, um, really looked pretty dang good. Um, you know, I think starting off was, um, Amabayev. He did really good. Um, he got that finish. Um, then you got, you know, moving up. Billy Billy Q, you know, was able to do really good against Damon Jackson. Was able to kind of do his his really gritty style. You know, was able to just really wear out Damon Jackson. But that was a great fight. Um, little pissed off the fight before that. Jake Hadley versus Cody Durden. Um, yeah, that was kind of. I think I want to say Jake Hadley was one of the bigger favorites on that card. And yeah, Cody Durden was able to just you know kind of out grapple him. Had him in some parlays and yeah freaking a man that's gonna be i don't know if i can trust that going forward so geez that was not good um you had oh this fight was wells versus harris that fight was wild but then wells got caught in a in a submission um just got put to sleep that fight was awesome kyler phillips just showing his skills just kyler phillips is just a beast um so yeah and then just kind of moving up this ki- card i think one of the main ones i uh tanner bozer versus camer was a banger um but i think one of the favorites the, the guy with all the memes you got diego lopez i love the memes that people put on mma twitter or just even instagram everything with diego lopez's hair and if you've seen those they like put him on like other put, they put his hair on like other fighters just like <laughs> using photoshop it's like the funniest thing ever and so yeah, that's just that guy. That guy's awesome, though. I, I really want to see Diego Lopez get a rank opponent. I think this guy's his jujitsu is insanely good. Um, he's one of those guys where, um, well, he's um, Alexa Grasso's jujitsu coach, and so that's how he kind of got on the scene. Took took the fight in short notice against um, against Mosar. Mosar, in my opinion, to be honest, I thought Diego Lopez won that fight against Mosar. Reason being, I feel like. In situations like that, where they are subs that were insanely close, he probably had, I want to say, four or five different moves um, that he almost landed. Triangles and just arm bars and just almost landed omoplata. Just like tons of crap and, and the knee bar at the end. When it's like submissions that are like really close to ending the fight, that's like where... I think that's more than just like your oh basic sub attempt and he miss it missed it like it's like or like I don't know kind of just like soften them up on the ground or maybe just holding position on their back it's like you get something insanely close <laughs> like or they get saved by the bell I think you can win rounds off that for sure like it's and so that's where I kind of like watching that fight back with some of those submissions like how close they are I almost feel like that outweighs the control time or like you know just 
just Evloui was kind of like, you know, he was kind of just kind of draining out the clock in some situations or on top. But, you know, I don't know. That fight was insanely awesome. I really want to see Diego Lopez get another high caliber opponent like that, though, because, you know, he almost took him out. And I think this guy's jujitsu is next level. So it's going to be really cool to see. Going to the next fight, I just got to throw this out. This is going to be a shout out to Matty Betts on freaking TikTok. If he's if he's one of the few people that ever listens to this. Dude, okay, so Matty Betts on TikTok, he dude's got some crazy picks. Um I'm not going to lie. The past few cards before the card or even maybe like kind of right before some fights, he'll drop a video of like maybe a pick that he might say is like a long shot. Sometimes if it's a little more a long shot, he'll say it, but he'll drop like a lot of his picks on TikTok. Man, not going to lie, drop a tiny, sprinkle a tiny bit of money. I'm not saying throw crazy, (laughs) crazy amounts, but I'll give you an example here. He called out, he was like, you know, Jacoby versus Chukwi. Jacoby is usually a fast starter, has a lot of first round knockouts, and Chukwi tends to be a slow starter. He's like, I'm going to take a chance here. Um, and also Nchukwi got KO'd round one, like a little bit before that he was like, you know, take a chance here, go round one KO Jacoby. It was like a plus, I want to say it was like a plus 700 or something like that. Straight up cashed. So (laughs) that was one of, one of the things that worked out for me. There have been a few others that, like I've sprinkled in that he's called. It's like, oh dang, this guy's this guy's got some picks that are definitely <laughs> pretty dang good. And so, yeah, that guy, shout out to Maddie Betts, but Jacoby getting it done there. Um, then you go into Tatiana Suarez versus Andrade. I think Andrade has got to t- take some time off. I want to say even before this card, I was mentioning that if she loses to Suarez. She needs to back off and maybe take some time, maybe even explore other camps, other teams for a little bit and change some stuff up. Reason like reason being, it's awesome that she is so active, that she takes on so many fights so fast. But if you are losing those fights, that is not good. <laughs> like you don't want to be like uh, I'll be honest. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of throw her under the bus here. Um, you don't want to do kind of what Angela Hill did, um, where it's like the activity's awesome. You know, you're fighting four plus times a year, but if you're losing more than half of those, um, it's like you're kind of hurting yourself. It might be better, especially with Andrade. She's at the, she's like, has that name. She was a champ already. So she can get these more high caliber fights. If you just start taking all like rapid fire, all these fights super fast. Now it's like, it's going to be harder for you to get back into title contention. Even though you might be at the top still, you might be end up in more of a gatekeeper role because, you're going to have like these people all ahead of you that beat you, but now they're going to kind of, you might not deserve that rematch yet. And so, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, I think she needs to pause a little bit and kind of look at kind of what she's doing. Cause now she's got, you know, Blanchfield, she's got Suarez, um, you know, Willie Zhang beat her. You got Rose was able to beat her. Well, I guess Rose and her are one and one, but it's like, you know, it's kind of, 
it, that that's kind of what I'm saying. Where I think I think she's got to be a little careful, um, kind of what's going on there. Um, and then going into the main event, um, you got Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font. And dear Lord, this put us all to sleep. This fight was straight up dog crap. That's what this fight was. Um, Corey Sandhagen even had the audacity to like say like wants that title shot next. I I don't know if many people caught this, but Dana literally walked out of that fight around round four. And he was actually even tweeting about like power slap during round five. And so um, maybe like maybe my time's a little off there, but it was either round five or it was like right after the fight. Like you could tell like he probably I mean, I don't think anyone was happy with that. Like if imagine you paid for freaking tickets to UFC Nashville and freaking Corey decides to do that freaking not even go for damage he's just like control time the whole entire fight that was a snooze fest and so i really think like and then Corey afterwards talks about his tricep how it's torn he's gonna be out minimum six months it's like but i feel like he really shot himself in the foot there fighting like that yeah you got the win man but let's be real here like when you're fighting like that you're probably not going to secure yourself a title shot, especially if the boss man freaking walks out of your fight. <laughs> that says all you need to know if he's probably if he's in a good situation to get a next title shot. In my opinion, they're probably once Corey's healed up, I wouldn't be surprised if they booked Umar versus Corey Sanhagen again, or they go like you know, depending if they do Marab Cejudo, maybe they make Corey fight Marab something because that style also where he's just wrestling, it's not going to work against if Aljamain Sterling stays champ. It's not going to work against him. It's not going to work against a Marab. It's not going to work against a Cejudo. And so, and he's doing this a lot against you know he's doing it against Cheeto. Um, did it against Font. He's doing it against. A, he even said he's like, I'm gonna out wrestle the strikers and I'm gonna out strike the wrestlers. It's like, all right, man. But I mean, the thing is, what I got out of that fight is Corey is not ready for a rematch with Aljamain Sterling um, at all. If Aljamain has already said he's gonna move out of this weight class regardless if he wins or lose, loses. But the thing is. Watching that fight, there are even positions that in the beginning Font was able to reverse. Like Corey, in my opinion, would get subbed easily again, round one or round two by Sterling, hands down. And so, yeah, I, I it's just, I, I don't like also how Corey even this week was talking about how, like, if they, because if, if, O'Malley does pull does beat Sterling. He was talking about how he would eventually want Cheeto Vera, and Corey Sanhagen was even salty about how like they wouldn't give give him Cheeto Vera, would they? That would be some weak sauce. But it's like, dude, like you got to think here. Like as weird as it sounds, like dude, like that that is more of a also Corey Sanhagen is not super. He's not a big draw. So I mean, O'Malley wants to try and get back his one loss. I mean, I could see them doing that storyline, trying to rebook that. 
Um, depending on what happens, you know, if if Cheeto Vera, it's going to depend on how Cheeto Vera performs tomorrow. If he has a highlight reel KO over Munoz, who keep in mind that was the guy that um, got booked against O'Malley, and then O'Malley had the eye poke. Um, if if Cheeto Vera has some craziness there, I mean, could put him in a really good spot. But he does have the loss to um, he does have the loss to Sanhagen. But I think lucky for him, Sanhagen is going to be out for a minute, and so we're going to see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my opinion. Um, it was a little tough for Rob Font. What happened there? It's going to be interesting who they book a yawn for. I would want to see like. A, I really think the fight that makes sense would have been like Yan versus uh, Song Yadong or Yan versus Font. Those would have made sense, but we're going to see what happens. Um, going into the next card, we got the Vicente Luque versus RDA card. And so this one was also really good. Let's go in here. Let's call out the best fight of the night. Miller versus Santos to start it off. Just kidding. Holy crap. Juliana Miller. Dear Lord, how did this lady win the Ultimate Fighter is what everyone is asking right now. Oh my, this did not look good. Um, Yeah, she got smoked. I think a lot of people were even saying, oh, her first fight, you know, she she lost, but I think she's going to rebound. Nope, she definitely did not rebound. And so, yeah, that was terrible. Then you got Blackshear versus Johnson, and this guy is fighting tomorrow, does a week turnaround, this guy got the third ever Twister submission in the UFC. It's going to be interesting seeing him fight Mario Bautista tomorrow. This guy looked freaking awesome, but Mario Bautista is no freaking joke. And then also you, what you got there is Mario's training with O'Malley. So you know he's been having a good camp because he's been helping a cha- helping um, O'Malley literally do a champ camp. Uh, or, so let's, uh, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting seeing that fight, but I think if this guy's able to pull off the win on short notice, man, that would be big. This guy's going to be on the radar. Uh, you got Budai versus Parisian. This Budai is a freaking beast, man. This guy to keep keep a lookout on. Um, then you got, um, I think, the other fight. Um, probably the fight that I thought that got my attention pretty well was also, um, you know, Dulgarian versus Marshall, that was a good one. McKinney versus Breeden. The only concern here with McKinney versus Breeden, I'm going to sound like a McKinney hater. McKinney hater. Awesome, he got another first-round finish. But I feel like the style that McKinney has, it's like, I mean, this blitz kind of barrage style round one does work on these kind of, you know, non-ranked fighters on the come-up. Um, but... I, the thing is, when he goes against more experienced guys, the veterans, um, people that know, like, hey, can absorb some shots, and then McKinney is tired, that's, like, where that style doesn't work, and we've seen McKinney get into trouble. So it's awesome seeing him rebound, but it's kind of like M- McKinney's, like, a very... Uh, I almost want to say kind of almost like a Marlon Mar- Marias style. If you want, I mean, he doesn't have, he wasn't on, he's not on a crazy losing streak like that. But hear me out, Marlon Marias is like was like when he was in the USC, was crazy dangerous round one. Like that's when he was just ridiculous round one. Um, gives like would give everyone trouble. 
But then, freaking going to round two forward, it just went like freaking roller coaster, 90 degree angle on the energy. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> went very bad, very fast. And so, um, that's kind of, in my opinion, what I feel like McKinney's got to address. Um, because that that's the concern with McKinney. Um, for a lot of people, it's like, okay, he got another first round finish. Awesome. But it's like, has he addressed the situation when fights start going a little bit longer? What happens? Cause that's where he's consistently gotten in some trouble. If he can't get those, can't land the bomb shots, um, going into some, so it's gonna be interesting what they, what they do, what they do next for McKinney. Um, but yeah, he's doing good, man. He's still a really exciting fighter. Um, Bias versus um, McGee. Oh man, Bias just got freaking owned. McGee is just a. This guy is. I think they got to give this guy a ranked opponent. This guy looks crazy good. Um, just one punch knockout. Just man, I think JP Bias is. is I think he's gone. Um, I was kind of rooting for him to hopefully make a comeback, but all kind of the adversity had but man mcgee looks crazy good um going into kind of the other ones that were really good um i think you know roundtree versus docus man docus got smoked um khalil roundtree's a beast man you, you just can't i feel like one thing i was kind of noticing with docus is his he leaves he leaves kind of his uh he leaves a lot of openings and with these guys at 205 or heavyweight, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes he, like, risks it for the biscuit and just kind of, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, leaves some pretty, I don't know. If he's going against, like, a more, like, kind of tactical striker, like, Roundtree, who's able to time counter shots and stuff or, like, time you on the entry, like, I don't know. I it, I feel like, yeah, Roundtree was too, he was leaving too many openings for him. Um, it's going to be cool seeing what they give Roundtree next, but Dawkins, I, I, I don't know if they're going to cut him, but he's getting, he's getting kind of in the danger zone. I want to say that's like four bad KOs in a row now. Um, granted, you know, if you look who they were, most of them were top guys and, you know, you got, you know, Derek Lewis, who's got the most knockouts in the UFC, UFC history. You got Curtis Blades. He's at the top. You got, um, Got Roundtree. I mean, this was his debut at 205. I want to say the last one was Rosenstrike. Could be wrong there. Let me double check so I don't look like a casual. One sec. After this commercial break. Yep, got it. Guessed it right. It was Rosenstrike. So... Yep, it's going to be interesting what happens there. Going into Swanson versus Dawadu. I think some people thought Dawadu won this. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say this was a robbery, to be honest. I think how round... It was either round one or round two. Sorry, I'm going off memory. How it ended. There was a sequence towards the end of the round. I could see how the judges could have saw that. Because... Um, Cub Swanson started picking it up and started looking really good towards like the last like 30 seconds of this round. And, you know, if you're doing and he started like landing some really good shots, that's the type of stuff that, you know, in the 
in the moment for the judges, it can sway things 100%. If you have like a crazy sequence towards the end of the round, even though you might have not had the best moments during the round, but you're ending the round really good, like in the moment, you might be able to swing some judges. I think that is what happened. So I I, I don't think it was a full-blown robbery there. Um you know, but Swanson was able to get it done. Swanson's just awesome to watch. I I just love love watching him. He's always in these really good fights. Um, but yeah, it was a great one. Um, Luke versus Josanya uh, versus RDA. Um, in this fight, you know, Luke was able to. You know, I was thinking Luke was maybe gonna get a finish. This was the other one actually. Shout out to Maddie Betts again. He called out, "Go either Luke by KO." Or Luke by decision. And man, Luke by decision, it was also like a, I want to say it was like a plus, at least a plus 500. Um, so again, I'm just saying, go look at the guy's picks. I mean, he's got some in there. <laughs> like, no joke. You need to like throw five or 10 bucks. I mean, it's like, dang, some pretty good ones. Um, so yeah, that was a good one. Um, what's going to be next for, um, for Luke? I mean, Luke kind of in this situation. It's going to be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I mean, sorry, Luke versus like a Shavkat wouldn't be bad. That'd be cool to see. Um, you got, I mean, Jeff Neal beat Luke pretty bad. So he's not getting that one back anytime soon, but Luke also has the loss to, I mean, he has the loss to, um, Bilal. So he's not getting that one back. I mean, depends if they book Wonder Boy versus Usman, but I mean, that one would be interesting seeing a Luke versus Usman eventually or something. He's friends with Burns, so I don't think you'd see that until if maybe Burns became champ or if one of them did. Um, that would be the only case, probably in my opinion, they would fight. But yeah, it'd be it's gonna be interesting seeing Luke's just got an awesome style. Um, was able to rebound from his loss, and so yeah, it's awesome. Now we're gonna go into the card tomorrow, UFC two ninety two. Um, let's go up and down this card. This card's pretty dang good. Depending how I'm debating how I kind of want to pull this up. Do I want to go through like the betting odds? No, I kind of want to like go like. Let's see here. Let's do it this way, just because I like seeing it with the pictures a little bit to kind of help me. Not really. I don't know why I said help me, but here we go. So let's start it off. Marina Moroz versus Karina Silva. Marina Moroz, I remember a long time ago, I bet against her, and I lost. She is an underdog in this fight. Be careful with that one. She's plus, I mean, be careful going Karina Silva in that one. Um, just giving you a heads up, just for my experience. Um, Natalia Silva, huge favorite versus Andrea Lee. Um, man, that's a good one. Um, Natalia Silva gets the win. She's going to probably, she's going to be ranked number 13. Andre Postrowski versus Gerard, Gerald Mearshart. This is another one that guy, Matty Betts called out. He's going with Andre Postrowski. Um, I want to say he went Andre Postrowski. I need to double check this. He went, I think he went under 3.5 units which depending on what you use for betting some sites you can't do that but um basically i think he went um basically i think he went andre by ko or decision i want to say is what he did essentially 
Um, and so that I could definitely see that. I think Andre's got the, the more well-rounded version and can crack more than Gerard, Gerald Mearshart. So I think that's going to be a great one. Uh, Ultimate Fighter got the, the finale in this card. Brad Katona versus Cody Gibson. These guys were chirping in the very end of the season. Um, to be honest, I think Cody Gibson's going to get this done. I, I don't think Brad... It depends if Cody Gibson's fully recovered, though, because he did have, um, towards the end, he had, like, a knee injury he was recovering from. Um, and now he's going against a probably even be- probably the better, best... Gra- one of the better grapplers of the season. Um, so, I don't know. I think Brad Katana could give him some trouble, but we're going to see what happens. I think Cody Gibson could get it done, though. Kurt Hollibaugh versus Austin Hubbard is the other final. I really liked how Kurt Hollibaugh looked. Like, he looked like a freaking beast. I think Kurt's going to get it done. He's the underdog here. So that's going to be an awesome one. You got RoboCop versus Dennis Tulian Lynn. I probably just butchered that. But here we are. Minus 355. Dear Lord, RoboCop coming in freaking almost 4-1 to one favorite. Jeez, what is this? That could be a trap. Careful with that. Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares. Um, whew, Chris Weidman plus 220. Do I risk that and go for Chris Weidman? I kind of like that. But also at the same time, kind of could be risky business. We don't know how his leg looks or if he gets starched like the Dominic Reyes fight or something. We don't know. There are a lot of unknowns here. And also... Chris Weidman was even kind of like upset like this past week. He's like, why am I on the prelims and stuff? It's like, dude, you got to remember, you got KO'd by Jacare. You got KO'd by Reyes. You beat Akhmedov a little bit ago, who isn't in the UFC anymore. Jacare is not in the UFC. You KO'd you. Reyes is like almost not in the UFC. Keeps getting freaking flatlined. So, I mean, like... It's like, dude, that's why. It's like the guys that starched you are like freaking in the danger zone or not even in UFC anymore. So it's like, dude, you kind of, but it is the featured prelim too. So, I mean, he's almost, it's almost a main card. So I see that as a good featured prelim. It's going to be interesting seeing what, how Chris Meidman does though. Um, I think, I think this is one of the situations that's going to tell us if father's time is caught up or not. We're gonna see what happens. Mar- you got Cheeto Vera versus Pedro Munoz. First fight of the main card. This is going to be an awesome one. I think Cheeto Vera is going to get it done. We're going Cheeto Vera by KO. Which is going to be hard because Pedro Munoz has got like a freaking granite chin. But we're going to see what happens. Damone Blackshear versus Mario Bautista. I'm going underdog city. I think Blackshear is going to get something done here. Even though... Bautista's a freaking beast, and that could be dangerous AF because, again, like I said, Bautista is O'Malley's sparring partner. So, I mean, his striking's only getting better. Presser this past week, Ian Gary er, versus Neil Magny. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, there were kind of like mixed things on Twitter about this. I'm on Ian Gary's side with um, kind of what he did at the press conference. Um, calling out Neil Magny because literally the press did not cover this at all. Like they let it slide, to be honest. Um, it was kind of bad in my opinion. 
um it was bad like basically if you go watch the clip it's also on ian gary's instagram he i mean that sounds biased saying it's on ian gary's instagram but i mean he has the clip perfectly on one of his posts it's like it's right there it's like his third post down or something but um essentially what verbatim what neil magny said was like he's like since becoming a father I've become accustomed to whooping my son and being, um, beating, like whooping Ian's not going to be any, like something I'm not used to. It's like, so let's pause there. Neil Magny's son is three. You're comparing whooping your son to fighting a UFC fighter. It's like, dude you got to be careful with what you're saying that's just that just does not sound good plain and simple like especially you got to think man like neil magny's a newer dad ian gary also has a kid under two any good dad is gonna if you're talking like that they're gonna call you out 100 percent. people can say that's like soft whatever over exaggerating but go watch the clip like that that didn't sound good in the slightest. Like, I don't know if he was just trying to, he thought it sounded cool in his head or something, saying something like that, but it's like, dude, nah, I don't, you can't be talking like that. That's, that's pretty messed up. And so, yeah, I, th- I think props to Ian for calling that out. That was pretty, pretty bad, what Neil said, in my opinion. Or, um, and so, but this fight, regardless, is going to be a good one. Um, Ian's a huge favorite on this one minus 500 um because neil magny's taking this on less than 10 days notice we wanted to see the jeff neil fight that would have been awesome um this one little it says downgrade in my opinion but um but one thing with this fight this one was also called out by maddie Betts. man i gave this guy like freaking 15 shout outs in this episode um basically what happened he actually called out i think um I think you want to say he was mentioning like that sometimes Neil Magny leaves his, he he has a he hasn't been KO'd much um recently or actually in his career or in general hasn't been KO'd in a while or I mean yeah I don't think he's been KO'd in a minute and so basically he kind of went I think either Ian by decision or Ian might get a submission is what he said, like, because Ian does have some situations where he has clipped people even before the UFC, and then he gets them in a submission, and Neil does tend to leave himself open for submissions sometimes if he's not careful, and he's taking this fight on short notice, so he might not be preparing for that as much. I think that could be a really good pick, so it's going to be interesting seeing what Ian Gary does there. Um, I think he's going to get it done. Going into the co-main event Zhang Wei Li versus Amanda Lemos this one's man this one's kind of I think Wei Li's gonna get it done but you can't count out Lemos Lemos is a is a beast and she can crack and that's the thing um I I don't know here I think I think what we're gonna see is Wei Li's gonna mix it up and take it to the ground I could see that we saw that Amanda Lemos, if she's not careful, like how, you know, with Amanda, with, uh, with Andrade, she can be subbed. I wouldn't be surprised if Willie, knowing, like, that, you know, 
Amanda Lemos can crack really hard. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if she mixes in some takedowns just to throw her off a little bit to get her thinking about that. Going into the main event, what do I think is going to happen? I am risking it for the – just risking it. Sean O'Malley, round one KO is my prediction here. I know that sounds kind of – that sounds wild. But hear me out. The reason why a lot of people have been calling this out on clips – um, just on TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. Aljamain Sterling dips his head a lot um, and has eaten a decent amount of knees. Not ones that have landed as flush as the Marlon Marias one, but that was his last loss. Was he freaking dove head first into a freaking knee? If you look at a lot of his fights... Same thing. I'm going to probably make a TikTok post on this, not going to lie. Um, just may put one out about showing that because that's my prediction. I think, I don't know if O'Malley's going to land a knee, but I think he is going to time something and catch, catch, catch Aljamain Sterling. Um, that's my, that's my official pick. Obviously, the smarter pick there is Aljamain Sterling gets the takedowns and, you know, grinds it out. Um, maybe, maybe gets a TKO later just because, you know, you know, out cause Sean O'Malley struggled with wrestling against Jan. So realistically, that means he probably would struggle against, you know, against Aljamain, but you also have to think Sean took some time off and this whole time off, you know, he's been, you know, probably knowing I'm going to have to face, you know, Cejudo or Aljamain Sterling. So, you know, that probably actually in the back of his mind that helps Sean O'Malley because preparing for like the winner of that fight, both of them, you know, their game plan, they're going to both be very grappling heavy against Sean O'Malley. So, you know, he probably in his off time, um, after his young one, he's just probably going hard in the paint, just wrestling, just cause he knows that's what these guys, his next fight was going to be. It was going to be someone very grappling heavy. So, and Sean has the advantage striking on both of them already. So just sharpening those blades. So I think it's going to be a really good one. But if Sean O'Malley does, I I don't know. I, for some reason, I keep getting glimpses. We might see a freaking Aldo versus McGregor situation again. Like, no, I, I know that sounds crazy, but like, some quick lightning KO, um, as as weird as that sounds, and they're in Boston too. Um, you know the UFC wants Sean O'Malley to become champ, um, and if he's able to pull off a round one KO, round one is where Sean is the most dangerous. He has a decent amount of KOs in round one. Um, that is where it was either round one or round two where um, Aljo got caught by the knee. Um, by Marias, and so this is where I think that round one is going to be the most dangerous. Um, obviously, Sterling's going to want to get into the ground as fast as humanly possible, knowing that Sean's going to be most dangerous there. But let's see what happens. I think Sean's range is going to be key there and keeping it in the center. Um, but yeah, I think Sean is going to. I think Sean's going to get it done. In my opinion, I've said it enough. But there we go. Those are kind of my my picks for all those cards and the recaps. Um, you know, one thing I was going to point out, you know, Dana White's Contender Series had a, 
a few good ones on there. If you want to go back, just watch those on ESPN+. Plus. There were some good fights. You know, one, some that I liked was um, Borjas. He was about two weeks ago. He was a kid from Peru. He was really good. He was like a plus, almost a, he was a plus 295 underdog. He got the got the upset win against a guy that trains with um, Pantoja. That was like a huge favorite. Um, Talbot was another cool one to watch. Um, there were some really good ones in there. Um, Nolan versus Grad. Uh, Nolan, who's like a top prospect from um, from Australia. Um, ooh, I probably should double check that. Australia or New Zealand? Um, but no, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Australia actually. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, got crazy KO there. That was beast mode. Um, so, but yeah, there were some awesome fights in there. It's gonna be interesting seeing what happens in the ultimate fighter finales, but yeah, there's my, my picks guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, appreciate all the feedback and everyone tuning in. Uh, again, if you have any, you know, insight for me, feel free to shoot me a message on TikTok, uh, UFC state of the union. If you want to send me an email, UFC state of the union at Gmail, um, you can also send me an e- email or, you know, DM on Instagram to my personal. It's just at BVOSP, at BVOSP. But, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you're having a great night. You should have some good fights tomorrow. Thanks. See ya.